Section 5 of The Exploits of Juba by Marcel Elaine and Pierre Souvestre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 5 Lupart's Anger. Lupart was taking a fruit cure. It was about ten in the morning, and along the rues Charbonnier, Chartres, and goutte d'or the women hawkers driven from central paris by the police were making for the high ground of the populous quarters lupart strolled along the pavement making grabs at the barrows picking a handful of strawberries or cherries as he went by if by chance the dealer complained she was quickly silenced by a chafing speech or a stern glance the hooligan stopped at the comrade's tryst in front of which mother toulouche had set out a table with a large basket of winkles want to try them suggested the old woman on catching sight of josephine's lover hand me a pin he answered harshly and in a few moments had emptied half a dozen shells friend square i've something to say to you out with it then but before the old woman could reply a noise of roller skates coming down the pavement made her turn lupart turned round with a smile why here comes the autobus he cried a cripple moving at a great pace came plump into the basket of shellfish the speed at which he travelled had earned him the name of the motor he was said to be an old railway mechanic who had lost both legs in an accident motor cried mother toulouche i have to be away for ten minutes or so look after my basket will you following the old dame to her den lupart entered with difficulty on account of the great quantity of heterogeneous objects with which it was crowded the product of innumerable thefts lay heaped up pell-mell in this illicit bazaar dame toulouche having shut the door plunged into her subject big ernestine is furious with you lupart if she's threatening me the hooligan replied i'll soon fix her no big ernestine didn't want to fight but she was annoyed at the public affront put upon her by josephine's lover when he drove her from the good comrades the evening before last without any reason without any reason growled lupart then what was her business with those spies the sapper and nonette that can't be not the sapper spies i tell you they belong to headquarters the old receiver of stolen goods cast up her eyes and they looked such decent people too who can one trust lupart for reply suddenly picked up a scarf-pin set with a diamond and tossing the old woman a five-dollar piece said as he left the room you can tell ernestine that i bear her no malice lupart had hardly gone a few steps along the rue charbonnier when at the corner of the rue de chartres he bumped into a passer-by who was coming down the street lupart burst out laughing what can this be you beard what's happened to you it certainly needed a practised eye to recognize the famous leader of the cipher gang for the beard who owed his name to an abnormal hairy development was clean shaved in addition he wore a soft greenish hat and was clad in a suit with big checks you told me to make up as an american i did and you've made yourself look like a hayseed juggins for heaven's sake take it off by the way what about young memile he's with us well get him the togs of a collegian for the job at the docks what night do we bring it off saturday unless the cooper changes the time lupart bent close to the ear of his lieutenant is he easy to recognize 
no chance of making an error lean togged in dark clothes and with one goggle eye lupart touched the beard's arm first-class tickets for everybody how many will there be five or six women too no only my girl but you can bet we shan't be bored with these words lupart walked away he stopped a little later at the second house in the rue goutte d'or a decent-looking house with carpet on the stairs on reaching the fifth floor he knocked several times on the door facing him but without reply this annoyed him he didn't like josephine to sleep late and he expected her to be always ready when he condescended to come and fetch her josephine was a pretty burnisher from belleville and lupart who had met her at a ball in that quarter six months ago had made her his favourite mistress among the bullies and drabs that frequented the place josephine had appeared to him seductive charming almost virginal and the popular hooligan had promptly chosen her from her sisters of the underworld certainly josephine had no reason to complain of her lover's conduct and if at times he demanded of her a blind submission he never treated her with that fierce brutality which characterized most of his fellows but if josephine had felt any leaning toward a good life or any scruples of conscience she must necessarily have thrown them overboard as soon as her connection with lupart began with a different start in life she might have become an honest little woman but circumstances made her the mistress of a hooligan ringleader and everything considered she had a certain pride in being so without imitating the vulgar and brutal behaviour of her companions at the third summons lupart none too patient drove the door in with a vigorous shove of his shoulders josephine's apartment a comfortable and spacious room with a fine bird's-eye view of paris was empty fancying his mistress was at some neighbour's gossiping he bawled josephine come here heads appeared looking anxiously out of rooms on the same floor where is josephine lupart cried madame guinon came forward i don't know she replied stammering she complained of pains in her stomach last evening and i was told she's gone 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 where stormed lupart why i don't know it was julie who told me a freckled face half hidden by a matted shock of hair appeared julie was not reticent like her mother she explained in a hoarse alcoholic voice it's quite simple when i came in last night about four i heard groans in josephine's room i went to see and found josephine writhing in pain as if she'd been poisoned what did you do then oh nothing declared julie i just trotted away again it wasn't my business but the flirt came and meddled in it the flirt where is she the flirt a faded wrinkled woman of fifty appeared from a doorway where she had been listening where is josephine demanded lupart at laboursier hospital ward twenty-two since you want to know after a moment's amazement lupart broke out furiously you sent off josephine in the middle of the night you took her to a hospital for a little indigestion without asking my consent why she's no more ill than i am have to believe she is replied the flirt since the probes have kept her lupart turned and tramped downstairs swearing she'll come out of that a damned sight quicker than she went in a few moments later lupart entered father corn's saloon having set forth his plans to that worthy the latter proceeded to demolish them you can't do anything to-day so there's no use trying you'll have to wait till to-morrow at midday the proper visiting hour 
Lepart recognized the truth of the publican's assertion, and calling for writing-paper, sat down and scrawled a letter to his mistress. "'Motor!' he cried to the cripple, who was still at Mother Toulouche's basket. "'Tumble along with this note to Laraboisier. Look sharp, and when you get back I'll stand you a glass.' As the cripple hurried away, he was all but knocked down by a newsboy, running and shouting. "'Extra, extra! Get the capital! Extraordinary and mysterious crime of the Cité for show! Murder of a woman!' "'Shall I get a copy?' asked the publican. Lupart stalked out of the saloon without turning. "'Oh, I know all about that!' he cried. Father Corn stood rooted to the spot at Lupart's answer. "'What?' He knows already. End of chapter 5 Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com